Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Once again, it's on, people. On this episode, we're going to discuss Kwame Brown, the number one draft pick back in 2001. Now, this man, his name had been in the media off and on. This is why we have to stop this nonsense, you know, degrading our men, especially masculine alpha male all men for that matter. But this guy was an NBA player. The whole narrative about him was he was a bust. Now, you have to factor in there's injury, there's playing time, there's all type of stuff that factor in into this guy's life. You can't quick, you can't quick to call like this guy a bust. The guy played 12 years in the NBA. Kwame Brown came from South Carolina. I don't know exactly where in South Carolina, but he's from South Carolina. Country guy. Now, you can tell his demeanor. He was grew up, he grew up by himself. You know, his father left him. His brother went to jail when they were young. Uh, this is his testimony. This is not my testimony. Recently, Mark Barnes um, and um, Stephen Jackson, who played for the Pacers in the San Antonio Spurs, Mark Barnes played for the Clippers, and he played for he played for a lot of teams. But in, I think he got a ring with um, the Lakers back in 2001. They was going at this brother Kwame Brown. Now, Kwame, if you know him, he's very, he's a country guy. You know, he's just laid back kind of dude. He had not been on social media. And I was listening to his story. I'm like, damn, this, they call this nigga, they call this brother a bus. How could you be a bus when you come from the mud? This guy said, I used to play basketball for shoes. I used to be in the government cheese line getting food, uh, getting cheese, uh, government cheese. So how you go from getting government cheese to being drafted number one in the NBA? You know how hard it is to get in the NBA, even the G League. You know how hard it is. Ask any ballers. They'll say, yo, it's hard as hell to get picked to play. And you getting drafted out of high school and you was all McDonald selected? All McDonald, I mean, you one out of 20? Is it one out of 20 or one out of 10? Correct me if I'm wrong. Those of you who are basketball phenomenal. Phenon, uh, Phenon, whatever. But what I'm saying, Kwame Brown have kept his composure, have kept his mouth shut. But when you, this is that's that's also a female trick. When you talk about another man's pocket, that's just that's very you know that's very feminine. You don't talk about other men's pocket and who they fucking. That's one thing you don't talk about who they're sleeping with and how much money they have in their bank account. You don't do that as a man, as a, as an alpha man, as a man in general. Now, forget your alpha or beta male. It doesn't matter as a man in general, as a grown. Man, you don't talk about another man pocket, another man uh, um, uh, who he's sleeping with. That's none of your business. But that being said, they've been calling this best. Stephen A. Smith, this oxymoron, I, I will say it, he's an oxymoron because he always degrading black men. Granted, I understand when it comes to playing time, you know, you can criticize somebody. I get all that. But in front of white folks, you always want to bring black men down and talk about black men like they ain't shit. This, this brother's not a bust, okay? If he got drafted out of high school, it's never been done. Kobe was not selected number one. He was not, I think he selected like number nine or ten. Kwame Brown was selected number one by the Washington Rizzo, 2001. Go look it up. I'm not making this shit up. You can go look it up. You can Google it. Is that is that simple? His net worth is about eight million. So if you call that a bus, shit, I'd be a bus every day. He got an eight million dollar in the network. That's all the thing that he's on. The network. That's is that my, that's why that's not what he has in his bank account. You you guys don't know about finance. No, that's what he's worth. 
His net worth is about $8 million. If you call out a boss, hey, this guy been collecting six figures checks since he was in, out of high school. Many of us who, are, who work so hard, three job, two job, four job, who have degrees, you never make it to that. You, you never make that kind of money in this guy have made in his lifetime. You never come close to that. The notion to call this guy a bust, that is a disservice. That's very disrespectful. Especially if you didn't know the guy. You never played with the guy. If you did play with the guy, those are the things you don't talk about. Another man's pocket. First of all, the guy had injuries. He had ankle problems, shoulder problems. Those are the things you don't look, you overlook those things. And plus, he was under Michael Jordan. You know how petty Michael Jordan is? Michael Jordan is very petty, plus he's very um, very driven. So when you work play with somebody like that, he's going to... And then he, he was, the guy was young. He was not mature. He came straight out of high school. You're not talking to a 25 or 30-year-old man. You're talking about to a young man, a young boy like that, who have not fully developed mentally. So he was under tremendous pressure from Michael Jordan. Imagine you, you've been a number one draft pick. Now, I'm convinced after listening to him and not really the other minions um, like Mark Barnes and Stephen A. Jackson, but after listening to him, I had a different perspective because I've heard his name in the media being a bust, but I never dig into it because, you know, I don't do sport. Like I told you guys, I really don't do sport, but I had to speak on this brother. The brother been laid low for, for, for decades. Now, he have not said anything. He kept in mind. And he, have a, he got paperwork on those guys. He told uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas, he was chasing chicks, paying them off to get some pussy. Mark Barnes got all those people. He's like, yo, I got paperwork. I got receipts on you guys. Steven J. Jackson, he, all those guys, he got receipts on them. But this is what, when, you, when, when you are with a, a real man. Private or public, whatever happened behind closed doors, stay behind closed door. When you are degrading another black man who played in the league for 12 years, that's not a bust. Now, a bust would have been like, even by the word bust, it still doesn't define. If you make it to the NBA, you're not a bust. I don't care if you play one week, one day, you're still not a bust. Because there are millions of basketball players across the, this country, across the world, who will be dying to make now to the NBA, to the G League at that, at best. I mean, college, to play in college ball, it's hard. You guys think this scene is easy. It's not that easy, man. You have to be real gifted. You have to have skills, okay? They don't just put anybody in the basketball court. If you think that you're an oxymoron, you're a stonehead, you're an idiot. They don't put any guy off the bench on the basketball court. You have to understand that this man was a young man coming out of high school. You have to remember that he came from the mud. We mean from the bottom of the mud. He's a country guy from the mud. He grew up with father father. His father was locked up. His brother was like, he had to feed his mother. He bought his mother a house on a golf course. How many of you have done that for your mother? Myself, I have not done it. So I'm not going to shame the guy for, you know, you know, not producing because he did it the best he could in what he had. Because remember, there's a lot of things that's factored in on a player's career. If the player don't get enough time to play, that can diminish his stats. Now, if you have to give Kwame Brown 25 points, 30 points per game, his stat would have been much better. That's why he said, I didn't play a lot of minutes. You're giving a guy 10 minutes of play, 8 minutes of play. That's not 
how he's gonna be, you know, top top ten in the league if he, he that's Kobe Bryant had he played forty five minutes per game, thirty eight minutes per game, so he can score all those points. You have to factor in that those guys, their limits, they were they, he was not a go to guy. He was not the main scorer in the wizard. If Michael Jordan had made Kwame Brown the main scorer, the go-to guy, he would have, I mean, his stock would have been next to Kobe or next to LeBron, one can argue, in the early 2000s. But in the mid-2000s, you know, he got into a lot of injuries, shoulders, um, ankle injuries. And he even said it was like the Tim doctor was giving uh, medical advice, wrong medical advice. This is why I love LeBar LeVar Ball. It's good to get a second opinion from other physicians. Because the, the team, the main priority is to get you on the floor at, at any cost. Whether you're sick or not, they want you to play. So it is, it is in your hand for you to get a second opinion from a different doctor. So this is why a lot of those guys nowadays, they have their own personal trainers. That's because of that. So Kwame Brown, for you guys to call Mark Barnes and Stephen, a., uh, Stephen Jackson, even Stephen A. Smith, that fucking uh, idiot, even him, another idiot, you know, parading and pandering to black, white people. Now, I understand you can critique a guy all day. To call this guy a bust, that's a disservice. That's, that's really bad. This is a disservice to his character as a man, to his family. This guy was, he was the breadwinner for his family for decades. He told you I bought them house, cars, but my mother a crib on the golf course, right? On the golf course, he bought his mother a crib from the mud. And you're going to turn around and call this guy a bust and play 12 years in the NBA. He didn't play one year, one month. He played 12 years in the NBA. He didn't plus, he's not strong out on drugs. He's not broke. From what I've seen, the brother's not broke. He uses money wisely. You have a lot of ex-NBA players who play at a high level, and now they are broke. They're working at Starbucks. I'm not going to name any name on this podcast. That's, that's, we're not here to degrade any black men on this podcast. So I'm not going to name any name. You know who they are. They're working at the cars sell a lot, selling cars. So these men used to make hundreds of millions, couples of millions, now they, they're broke or they're strung out on drugs. I'm not going to mention any of them. You, you know who they are. You play with them. And Kwame Brown too have played with those guys. So the notion to tell the guys a bust, Stephen A. Smith, you, you delusional. You're crazy. Mark Barnes, you delusional and crazy. And Stephen Jackson. I don't know you guys because I, I never played in the NBA. Not one day in the NBA. But I tell you this. We need to stop dissing each other. We need to start degrading other black men. Whether you agree with the guy, whether you don't like the guy or not, I get it. I get all that. But for you to go on national TV and degrade another a grown black man who have come from the mud just like you, who have come from the mud and made it to the NBA, you calling this guy a bust? This guy's not a bust by the long shot. This guy been making six figures since he was a teenager. Now he's 39 years old. He's still making six figures. Plus, you have a pension. Most of you guys don't have pension. A lot of ex-NBA players, they are broke. You know who they are, like I said. A lot of them are broke. Not all of them, but most of them are broke. Because they spend a lot of money on bad investment on female. And this is why he was alluding to. He was like, listen, a lot of those guys, they are desperate for females. They are desperate for attention like a woman. 
They love attention like a woman. Women love attention. You know that about them. And they're very sensitive. A lot of those guys, they are women with, they are men with panties on. They behave like they're very emotional. They react without thinking. That's a woman trait. Women don't think. They just react. A men don't react. They think first, then react. Okay? Women don't plan. Men plan. Women don't lead. Men lead. So that's why God made us different. We are wired different. Spiritually wired different. Um, mentally wired different. And physically, we wired different. So for you to compare, you to be have those women trait as a man, you look like an oxymoron. You look like a freaking dumbass. And then for you to be talking about another man's pocket and his livelihood after you know you play with this man for years and he got paperwork on you, how you been following you know paying girls off to bust a nut, dude. If you have to do that, you're not a man. And let me tell you this. Any man can concur what I'm about to say, can agree or uh, what I'm about to say on this podcast. Whenever a man is pandering, paying off women to bust a nut, you're not a real man. A woman get it off the, they get it from the, from the, from the strength. If you got charisma, you can talk to anybody. All they're gonna say is yes or no. That's what she's gonna say. You're not her type. Oh well, on to the next, like Jay said, on to the next. But you paying women off to give us a nut. Buying them bags, you know, expensive bag at that. To bust a nut and you NBA player? Nigga, you're you you're sorry as fuck. The average motherfucker that work for Burger King, they have more game than you. They have way more game than you. This is what Kwame was alluding to. He said, listen, this guy's paying women off, buying, you know, buying them expensive bags. For what? For some pussy, bro? And you're an NBA player? You paying women off to get some pussy? You're lame as fuck. You are the lamest nigga I ever know. And this is what Kwame was saying. We, and the thing about giving back to the community. Like I did, he said, I used to play ball for shoes. And that's real. He's not the only person that said it. I've heard a lot of NBA players growing up from the project or from the country where they had to play ball for food or for sneakers. And he went inside 13 when he was like, what, seven? Uh, when he was like eight years old, nine years old, he was wearing size 13 shoes. So you know size 13, most shoe, most stores don't carry a size 13 shoe. You have to go to a special store to get those kind of shoes. <clears throat> Sorry. That being said, all this uh, female, female trait, we as black men, we have to check our own men about this feel, uh, female traits. A lot of those, especially Generation X, specifically speaking, we grew up with our, our mothers uh, due to the fact that there was a crack epidemic and that really, really decimated the black community. Now, we can't put everything on crack or the government. Like Denzel said, everything starts from the home. Where was his father? Where was his mother? So you can't put everything on the white man. Yes, we live in a, 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 a segregated society. The system is, is rigged. We know that. We've been there, done that. We know the system is rigged against us, purposely against us. But we still got to go out there and grind. We still got to go out there and be productive. But you cannot blame the system for all your failures. You got to step, you got to look in the mirror, like Michael Jackson said, man in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and say, shit, where did I go wrong? Why, why can I fix this? Can I fix this? 
us as black men, we have to uplift one another. Whether this man is making a dollar for McDonald's, whether this man is making a couple million dollars in a job, we have to uplift each other. Whether he's driving a Camry or a Honda Accord, whether he's driving a Royce Roy, a Wraith or Bentley or Maserati or Ferrari, we got to uplift each other. Whether he's wearing a Monty Tweepy suit or whether he's wearing a flip-flop and t-shirt. We have to uplift one another as men, as black men as that. This guy came from the country, from the mud. He grew up without a father. Two of his brothers went to jail at a young age. At 14 years old, he was the man of the house. And this man overcome all the statistics to get to the NBA as a number one. Not number two, number three, number four, number five. Number one draft pick. And you go there on national TV to call this guy a bus. You an idiot, you're an oxymoron, you're a stonehead. This guy could never, ever be a bus. Shout out to Kwame Brown, I would like to interview him personally myself. He can never be a, this guy could never, ever be a bus. The notion to call this guy a bus, you, 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 you don't even know the guy. Now granted, he didn't have a great career stats. Once again, everything, you have to factor in injury, how many minutes he played per game. All those things got to factor in. Plus, he had a lot of stress from his own family who was begging for money nonstop. What, this is what you have to say between white players and black players. White players, most of them came from middle-class parents. Or some of them came from the mud, too. But on average, most of those Caucasian players, they came from middle-class class, uh, parents. So they know about stocks and bond investment, all that stuff. That's why a lot of them, when they, when they leave the NBA, they're rich. They're rich. Because they didn't have to spend their NBA money. They just invested in stocks and bonds or in real estate. Now, with the black players, only a few of them that came from the middle class, like Grant Hill and Stephen Curry and um, Matt Battier. <clears throat> Those guys, they came from middle class home. So they was able to navigate, invest their money at an early age. But when you took a guy from the hood, from the country, from the project of New York City, project of Chicago. You give this guy a multi-million dollar contract at a young age, they're gonna blow through it. You have to understand, they got back home, they got way, way and pookie, asking them for money. They got their mom, they got their baby mamas, asking them for money, extortion, all that stuff. Going on, they see them as dollar sign. That's why a lot of those guys, they move out from the get, they don't even go back to the hood. Because whenever they go back, that people have their hands out. One thing about life, nobody owe us nothing, myself included. Nobody owe me anything. If you like, if you cash me out hundred dollars for this podcast, good looking out. I don't care if you give me a thousand dollars. Good, you don't have to do it. If you support the podcast, it's from your heart. But nobody in life, nobody owe you anything. Not your parents, not your teacher, not your coach, not your neighbor, not your pastor, your priest. Nobody owe you anything. So that's why we as men, as so-called black men, we have to uplift and support one another. There's no need for us to go to, to the media and degrade ourselves, our men. The media are already doing that. They're already degrading our image, calling us thugs every day. So when another black man degrading another black man on the live t- TV show, is really irked my feelings. He really irked my feelings. Stephen A. Smith, he's been doing that for decades. Though, like he said, those guys are, are Stephen A. Smith minions. They, 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 they repeating the same thing he be saying. 
degrading other black men, not knowing all the in and outs, not knowing all the, you know, what the trauma this guy suffered as a young child, as an adult, what the trauma he went through to get where he's at. Then you're going to turn around, call this guy a bus. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. This guy is not a bus. Kwame Brown is not a bus. Now, there are other players you can mention that they are bus who only play a year, two years, and they ran through their money. Even by that standard, they're still not a bus because they came from the mud and made it. Now, granted, they spend their money, you know, they waste their money, that's on them. But there was not a bus. But this guy, you can never, ever call this guy a bus. This guy from the country, South Carolina, from the countryside, made it on national TV playing with Kobe Bean Bryant. Rest in peace, RIP to Kobe Bean Bryant. Play with a lot of great players in the NBA. And to call this, play with Michael Jordan. Play for Michael Jordan um, team. Now with Jordan, you know Jordan's very uh, competitive. And he have this bad habit talking down to people. And uh, that's from his own players. So, uh, when you have a young man like that, you, do, you have to, you know, help this man grow up mentally. You have to nourish the guy. When you talk down to a young man like that, you kill his, his ability. You, do, you know, you have to groom the man. It's, you know, it's, you have to groom him. And he said, I wish he had gone to another team. He would have been much better off because Jordan put a lot of pressure on those players. A lot of pressure. So that being said, I'm going to leave it on this note. We as black men, we need to start. We have to do better. We have to do better. Whether you're in the pulpit, whether you're in a political field, entertainment field, we have to do much better. Stop degrading one another. Not to please. Other white men don't do that. You don't see other white men go on national TV and degrade other white men. They don't do that. That is female. Female will be doing shit like this. You acting like a female. If overly emotional. Not you don't not, you're not a critical thinker. You just act. You don't think. You just act. So those are the traits that a female carry. Mostly, not all females are like that, but a lot of them are like that. So here's the thing about this Kwame Brown situation. Mark Barnes and um, Stephen A. Uh, Jackson's. I don't know those dudes. I don't know them from from a, pen, a can of paint. But I'll say this: those guys you play with Kwame Brown. Now, granted, you have you guys may have disagreement. I get it. We all we all do. But for you to go to national, and you didn't invite the guy to your podcast. All the smoke. You don't want all the smoke. Like you said, you don't want all the smoke. If you want all the smoke, you should invite Kwame Brown to your podcast and and break bread with the brother. Say, yo, where you been all this time? What's going on with your life? Let's let's chop it up. Let's eat. Let's 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 drink. Let's chop it up. Give us some update on your life. What's going on with you? That's how real men do it. You don't go beyond a man's back and degrade his character, you know, assassinate his character to the TV because, they, you know, those white people put a battery on your back. No, they, or they put money on your table. You don't do that to another brother. But, like, this is what we do to each other, which is really detrimental to our society, to our community as, as a whole. We need to stop degrading on each other like that, men or women. So that's my take on this. Um, this is your host, John Rosenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at John Rosenberg. You can follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's copper colored underscore colored copper 
underscore colored underscore American. Or you can find me, I have a second page called uh, Lukendi Lifestyle. Lukendi, that's L-O-U-K-E-N-D-Y Lifestyle on Instagram. So support the podcast. Once again, I'm trying to get to a million listeners per day. That's the objective for this podcast. One million listeners per day for this podcast. Share it, copy it, paste it. I'm out. Take care.